if we are going to be in a couple generations colonizing Mars, we got to get a thicker skin. Welcome to the From Quarantine podcast, a daily dose of dry humor from two Americans living in the heart of Europe, hosted by January Newbanks and Tassie Gibson. Hello, Miss Tassida. Hi, happy Thursday. It's Molly Patek. Yeah. Small Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to, to start this episode talking about our guest episode, which we've been kind of talking about the last couple episodes. Um, we had the conversation, it went really well. Thank you to Dan and Nikki for joining us. Uh, we're ha- we're still kind of in the land of technical difficulties here. Like the Wi-Fi is kind of slow. We've got a lot of overuse. The EU is actually trying to like Netflix and EU are actually trying to hammer that out because um, <laughs> everybody's streaming Netflix. So Netflix is like, hey, we got to lower the resolution and <laughs> people are mad about it. Um but you know, I think it's going to be necessary. The world is sitting on your couch watching television. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I know. You know, we were talking about this yesterday, but I feel like this, this generation, like we, we're experiencing like all this hardship of being stuck in our houses and stuff like that. But oh. if, if we, if we are going to be in a couple generations colonizing Mars, we got to get a thicker skin. <laughs> because you're not gonna have all these comfortable you know homes and trees and outside walks like so get it together guys because this earth is going down (laughs) well thank you for your hard work and I'm looking forward to hearing our talk when it all comes together yeah yeah I'm looking forward to to it too we'll We'll put it out as a bonus episode for you guys this weekend. I'm really excited about it. So tonight, to start with our bullet points, Tassie, do you want to give your first one? Yes, my bullet point is save the beer. Jan, <laughs> we've been talking about, you know, making masks, uh, washing hands, saving your neighbors, checking on your extrovert friends, but no one's been talking about the beer. So I know. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, there's a website out there um, that I saw today when I was scrolling through Facebook. Expats did an um, article about it called zahranpivo.cz, and, um, which literally means save the beer. Uh, and it is a website that is designed to help microbreweries uh, get rid of the beer that is sitting there because as if you're a beer drinker, as we know, um, microbreweries, a lot of times the beer, um, isn't pasteurized. It's not prepared to be sold in bottles. Like you really need to get that product moving. Right. So, um, they show, or they have a map that shows where microbreweries are and how to contact them and to get in touch. And um, as soon as I read this article, I called my neighbor, who I've already mentioned. She and I do the social distancing bake share where we hang things on each other's doorknobs. So I called her and I was like, Zuska, do you want to order some beer? Because, of course, there's a delivery fee, which is fine. They deserve Mm -hmm. it. Um, So it's better to order more than less. 
Um, so she and her boyfriend discussed it, and we have an order of beer coming from the Bubanech, uh Pivovar sometime in the next hour or so. Thank you for doing your part, Tassie. <laughs> it's hard. I'm telling you, I'm sweating over here. You know, I'm going to be lifting <laughs> that glass all night. <laughs> I know. I don't really drink beer, so I don't know. Maybe I'll take a look and just order some, just for the sake of ordering some, or, or you yeah. can take Radler. So get a really oh, nice, yeah. like, uh, like lemon flavored. Um, oh, what's the word that I'm looking for? What's the brand? Fanta. Oh, I was uh-huh. I couldn't find the word. I wanted to say Sprite. No, a lemon flavored or an orange flavored Fanta. Usually they sell them in the Vietnamese potravinis. And yeah. do it half and half, half beer to uh, the Fanta. Oh, it's gold. How fascinating. Mm-hmm. Learn something new every day in this country. <laughs> I think that's a that's a German steal right there. Yeah, the I really I really love how um, on the bottom of the website uh, it has a brewery rescue map, and that's all it's phrased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like it's in Here, Czech, it's so in that's French. kind of a loose translation, but <laughs> but you gotta save the breweries. This is important. Get this beer. We can't let the beer go to waste. So um every how about you? In. What's your yeah. bullet point for today? Well, I would like to brag on my friend Angela. Um oh, Angela. Yeah, Angela made my family masks and dropped them off last weekend, which we're incredibly grateful for. Uh, but she has been hard at work. Like she just happened to order a sewing machine right before all of this happened. So she ordered it and then this happened and she Good got a time pattern. to have a sewing machine. I know. She got a pattern and she just started making masks and she started calling all her friends to see if they needed any. She's active in a, in a Catholic parish here in the city. So she um, contacted them and to see who, how she could help. And then a friend um, dropped off some of the, the fabric exchange that they're doing, like with hospitals and stuff where oh, wow. uh, hospitals and organizations that need masks. So they give you fabric and then you return the fabric in the form of masks. Uh, so that's really cool. Yeah, so she was um she and her family were featured on in an article on expats.cz this morning and or CZ for you Americans who are listening. And um and yeah, it was so cool like her whole family's involved, all of her kids, she's got three kids. Uh, the oldest being eight, the youngest being three, and her husband was helping out with some ironing, and it, it's just like really inspiring how yeah. they thrown themselves into this and are really doing something positive and helping the city. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm so happy for her. I saw the picture of um or the pictures on the article, and it was really great seeing their family and their little smiling faces I know the kids oh her kids I adore them so <laughs> they're would, the cutest I would snap them up in a heartbeat um, <laughs> yeah they're so so cool and Lucy gets along with the, her kids really well and so 
Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to link that article in the show notes and you guys can check out her cute little family and all of the work that they're doing. It's amazing. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad you're bragging on her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all about Czech Republic, even in our bullet points. So what is happening in the Czech Republic? Any updates? Well, the only one that's like truly, I don't know, there's kind of like this trickle down thing going on right now where like, Uh, Parliament is still arguing over a lot of like the intricacies of how things are going to work out and how they're going to enforce things. Um, But as they decide new things, we kind of get new updates every day. Um, And today's and yesterday's was it yesterday's or today's? I think I think I I woke up to it. So, yeah, I think it was sometime yesterday evening. Yeah. um, So they decided that they're starting to crack down on gatherings of more than two in public. Uh, They're now prohibited officially, uh, which is which is kind of a measure that like um, in the UK, like we talked about coming. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's been like kind of suggested, but now it's like they're going to start enforcing it. And that obviously has exceptions if you're out with your family for a walk, people that live in the same household. Um, But you could be asked to prove that you live in the same household with your IDs and uh, things like that. So it's best to kind of keep yourselves to groups of two. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's actually best to stay home. Stay home. Like, (laughs) yes, I understand that you have to order your groceries four days ahead of time, but you know, just, just plan ahead and do it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like you said, this is an initiative that's going on across Europe. Um, the UK yes. has it, Germany has it, I believe right now, possibly also France. There are several yeah. com- com- countries that have implemented the two person rule. I read something, I, it was in a meme, so I'm not entirely sure that it's true, but I read something that, like, in France, you actually have to have a permit to leave your house. Is that true? Yeah. Um, I saw it because we both follow Bad Yogi, Erin uh, Motz, I think. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And she mentioned in one of her Instagram stories that there's a piece of paper that you print. Um, and so when you go outside, you have the paper, basically all the information that you were just saying. If the police would stop you, it has your permanent address and the reason that you've left your house and all of that good stuff. And you'd show them the paper. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's serious. <laughs> serious out <laughs> We're not there. messing around with our health. No. Well, today we wanted to talk about hand washing. And I know that we're probably all really, really sick and tired of hearing somebody tell us to wash our hands. And I totally understand that. Um, but there's some interesting history behind hand washing. And there's also some interesting science that you may or may not be familiar with. So we thought we'd do a little episode on hand washing, how, where it came from and, um, how it can help us. So Tati, do you want to start talking about the history? Yeah, this is one of those things where you don't think about something that's so basic like we grew up washing our hands right I grew up with a mother who worked at Head Start which is a program Mm -hmm. for um, small kids and their families so like that was part of her job was to teach kids to wash their hands it's just it's intricate into our brains how this starts but actually um, the history of hand washing like washing your hands hasn't been around that long in the way that we Mm -hmm. think about it 
Um, yeah. And one of the most interesting things for me uh, was that it actually started like the longest tradition of washing hands is in religious ceremonies. So um, if you've ever traveled to uh, a Muslim country, we all know that there's a very intricate hand washing um, ritual that you do before you enter the mosque. Um, mm -hmm. So actually, yeah, um, the Muslim tradition, the Jewish tradition, they both have long standing hand washing rituals. I think also Hinduism does. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where it kind of started, but that was more the ritual side of it. So actually where the modern tradition started was there was a Hungarian doctor. Um, his name is Ignaz Semmelweis. I hope that's correct. My I kind of Hungarian love the name Ignaz. I know. Me too. Especially because Tony's best friend is Ignaz. Um, <laughs> and so he was working in a general hospital and he noticed that women in the maternity ward um, that he was working in had a really high mortality rate. Um, but the women who were giving birth in, um, like a sister maternity ward that it was only directed by midwives, they had a much, much lower mortality rate. And what he realized is that in his branch of the hospital, he had the doctors and they were coming basically straight from the morgue and then helping women give birth, which is just gross. Uh. Um, but back in the day, you you wore your as a doctor you wore your um blood and guts on your outfit as kind of a sign of i'm a good doctor i've been mm -hmm. practicing you know so hard today i've been helping so many people like the the goo <laughs> from your daily work was kind of your badge Blah. of honor so <laughs> all these doctors really rebelled against him um, even though he did trials that showed he had um, the doctors disinfect their hands and their tools with chlorine uh, water mix. And it went, I think we have in the, in the article, it said it went from 18% mortality to like almost 1%. So mm -hmm. like there was a significant drop, but the doctors were like, uh, I don't think it's cool. <laughs> So well, they thought that it, I mean it was insulting because they like they were classist at the time, of course, and they course. thought that um, him saying that they needed to wash their hands or that that they somehow were were transmitting diseases to people was calling them dirty, and that was something mm -hmm. that was associated with people from a lower class. So it's so um, interesting how this is a conversation for maybe another podcast, maybe another conversation, but it's so interesting how our perception of the world influences even fact, you know, like mm -hmm. the fact was yeah. fewer women were dying and the doctors mm -hmm. were still saying, yeah, I don't, you're making me feel uncomfortable. I'm going to go ahead and do this thing. That's killing people. Interesting. Yeah, Anyways. Um, and his life ended actually tragically because he was so ostracized and yeah. uh, berated that he actually ended up in a mental institution. Um, but then he was only 47 by the time I he like know, was completely was despondent. Young. That's just so sad. Mm, but like he was making people think. So um, a little bit later, the Crimean War came up. Florence Nightingale, who we've all heard about, um, she got really into cleaning her um, clinics, which actually is interesting because it wasn't so much about cleaning, but they thought that 
odor caused illness. It was called Mm -hmm. miasma Mm -hmm. uh, or miasmas. And so she started to clean because she wanted to get rid of the smell. And we all know that if you have yucky things sitting around, they smell bad. Um, And inadvertently, uh, that cleaning process actually helped uh, the soldiers. And she brought that back to the UK and implemented it into the system there. Um, but still, we're talking like late 1800s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward, people are talking about it. We got a little bit lax in the 60s because vaccinations came in. So actually, that helped a lot with reducing um, deaths and childhood diseases. So people mm-hmm. got a little lax. And it wasn't until the 1980s um and we might remember that because we were kids um where there were a bunch of like foodborne illnesses um healthcare problems that were associated with cleanliness um and really especially in the U.S. the Center for Disease Control like said okay look we need to institute some basic hygiene. And that's why, especially in the U.S. today, you always have in the restaurants the signs that say wash your hands or all employees are required to wash their hands before they leave. Um, So it's really interesting that even until the 1980s, this wasn't like an implemented, you must do this in this way procedure. Mm hmm. Yeah, I thought it was it was funny um, in the article where when it t- was talking about how things. By the way, this is an article from the Guardian, um, and I will link it in the show notes that we're kind of discussing. Tassie's adding in some other knowledge too, so it's not yeah. Just you can verbatim. also check out uh, globalhandwashing.org. They have some really interesting um, information there as well. But I loved the quote where she said, um, "We thought all of this hygiene stuff was bougie nonsense." Being a hippie involved embracing the wonders of your microbial self. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, interesting. And I also thought it was interesting at the end of that article where they uh, talked about research from 2009 uh, from the American Journal of Infectious Control that um, the stats were um, from university students. Did I say that already? It was from university <laughs> students. They they interviewed them. And after urinating, 69% of women wash their hands and only 43% of men. Yeah. (laughs) After defecation, 84% of women and 78% of men wash their hands. Mm -hmm. And before eating, which is kind of a big deal because you're like yamming stuff in your face, (laughs) um, 10% of men and 7% of women wash their hands, which I think it's interesting that on that one. Yeah. Yeah, the men are higher than the women. I wonder if that has something to do with occupational hazards because yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would be interested to know if like this is kind of being genderish, but you know what I mean, like gender-ish. if a man works genderish, <laughs> that's not a word. But you know, <laughs> I wanted to say sexist and it didn't come out of my mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> occupational hazards if the if uh, men tend to work outside or they have more outside type jobs so I wonder if it's a practicality that they are washing their hands because they've been digging around somewhere uh where a woman is working in an office then she's not as likely to I don't know I don't know I don't know so the science 
So I'm going to, there's a really cool video on Vox, uh, which shows you in visuals how soap and washing your hands for at least 20 seconds is effective against viruses. Um, also, Lucy and I watched a video, KiwiCo.com, is, uh, which is like the KiwiCrate um, subscription service, but they, they're having, uh, they're putting out a lot of free resources right now for people who are educating their children at home. So there's videos about social distancing, explaining that to children. It's a really great resource, uh, washing your hands. Oh, sounds cool. Yeah. So, um, so this is kind of a, a brief synopsis of the science behind it, which I think is interesting. So basically any soap annihilates viruses. Um, so a virus is a material surrounded by like a coating of protein and fat. And that's why it sticks to your hands. It's sticky. And it, you know, as you touch things, it sticks to your hands. Um, and if you just rinse your hands off with water, because the virus is protected by a, a coating of fat, um, just like oil and water separate, water doesn't do anything to take off the virus, the virus off your hands. This was maybe stuff. one of the most interesting things to me because I always imagine like soap is the helper, but water's mm-hmm. doing the work. I, when I watched the video, I was like, oh, soap is doing the work. And that any yeah. soap does the work. Like you just yeah. need some soap. So in soap, how it works, why it works is because it has two-sided molecules. One is attracted to water. The other is attracted to fat. So it starts to pull apart the viruses and it, it weakens the layer of fat and eventually it pulls it completely apart and destroys the virus. But the caveat is it takes time to do that. So that's why the 20 seconds is so important because you have to like really get in there with your soap and let it, let it do its thing. So if you're rinsing your hands midway through and you're weakening the soap that you're using, um, that is, weakening your chances of actually like getting all the virus taken off your hands. So be careful with that. Um, You want to wet your hands beforehand, but you don't want to do a lot of rinsing in between. Um, Hand hand sanitizer does something similar because of its alcohol content and you need at least 60% alcohol content according to. Right, which means no vodka. (laughs) No vodka. Yeah. Um, However, this is something I found interesting. If your hands are already sweaty and dirty, it can dilute the effects of the hand sanitizer and completely render it ineffective. Mm. So I don't want to say that hand sanitizer isn't useful. Like it is useful, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe have like a Not wipe a with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe have like a baby wipe that you wash your hands with, or you kind of wipe your hands down with first um, and then use hand sanitizer. That is not scientific advice. Please do not um, <laughs> and base your degradable hand uh, hand wipes if you're going to do them. They do exist. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do exist, and and they're pretty good. Um, but in the states, I know they have like some hand sanitizer wipes that I kind of like when I'm on a plane because I'm into 
bio stuff, but like when I'm on a plane and there's like 80 million germs and we usually travel over like Christmas time. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's like flu season and we're already sick most of the time. So um, I just take those wipes and, uh, completely clean the entire area for my family. Actually, so I read an article, a life hack once that said that you should do that every time you get on a plane, um, yeah. wipe the area around you. And yeah. since I read that, I have not had a cold from flying. Yeah. I mean, I do it like even on the wall, the window, because like, yeah. you know, you see those like showing you like where the germs are on the plane. So like, mm-hmm. make sure you're like washing the tray the food tray that's in front of you, um, the television screen, if you're on like an international flight, the hand rests, of course, um, mm-hmm. the wall around the window in particular. And, uh, and you know, like your head is probably going to be fine. Like people get freaked out about the, putting like a towel behind their head and stuff like that. I don't go that far, yeah, it's fine. but, um, <laughs> but in conclusion, soap is the answer. Um, and one thing that the video pointed out, which I was happy that they pointed out, um, you don't need to use soap marketed as antibacterial. In fact, the FDA says it isn't proven to be any more effective. So, um, that's great news for us all. Yeah. Just any soap. soap. Yeah. So get a bar of soap, um, get some hand soap. That's, you know, whatever you like. And use it. That's like the big thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that you use yeah. it and that you use it for 20 seconds and that you don't dilute it. Um, so one of my favorite things you might have pointed out on the podcast before I don't remember, but there is a um, website that you can go to and you can print out one of those informatic um, prints for your wall that tells you how to wash your hands, but you could put your own song lyrics in it. Yeah, I that Andy had like. Uh, what was it? What was the what the song that the he had? Goats, like I'm gonna yeah. make it through this year if it kills me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that could be something fun to do. Like if you need a little bit of extra motivation, um, to have the song lyrics up on your wall. I like that idea. I think it's actually linked in one of um these articles that we read. So. I actually watched a video today, which I think it's gone viral. So probably you've seen it before, but it is the lead singer of the killers, um, singing, uh, Mr. Brightside, I believe. Um, oh as gosh, I've heard about this, but I haven't seen it yet. I got to look yeah, it up. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, he's just singing his song in his bathroom. And <laughs> I was like, I love that song. I could do that one. Because I don't have a really, song. Yeah, there's some really good ones out there. Um, I Will Survive. I saw that one um, yeah. being done. And I think um, Dame Judy Dench has one. And yeah, there's some good stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, everybody wash your hands. And I know you've been told that 8,000 times. And it can be kind of <laughs> condescending as an adult to hear somebody tell you to wash your hands like a child. But, but once you know the science behind it, you kind of want to. You're like, oh, yeah. these little bastards. I'm destroying them with every rub, with every sud. <laughs> <So stupid. laughs> yeah. Well, I, I even have... like the fingernail brushing to my routine, you know, every oh, time. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I have a moment of calm that uh, goes along with this theme. It's a Jewish proverb because, you know, I love the proverbs and the sayings. So um, the Jewish proverb is, as soap is to the body, so laughter is to the soul. Oh, (laughs) so get out there. Quote, I am so impressed. (laughs) But we have to scrub our little souls with the laughter, too. It'll get all the germs out of us. That's right. (laughs) That is right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll be back tomorrow with a new episode. I hope everybody is staying clean out there and also staying home. Please stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. <laughs> I'm not gonna be really sweet that. See you tomorrow. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of From Quarantine. Our greatest wish is that it brought some levity to your day. If we made you laugh even a little bit, then we accomplished our goal. We are now live on all major platforms, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, as well as your favorite third-party apps. Just search for From Quarantine. You can find us on Instagram by searching From Quarantine as well, and you can also reach us through our website, quarantine.cz. We would love it if you would like and share our episodes with your friends, but if you could also take a moment to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would help us out tremendously. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow. This podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus outbreak. Live together. Dialogue.